All right. So it's gonna be episode 23. Gonna bring it in. The Jordan episode, baby. The Jordan episode. Gotta get the little hype music going on in the background. You know what I'm saying? Get pumped. <laughs> all right, all right. I think that's enough for that. I just, I just, <laughs> welcome everybody, welcome everybody, welcome back, welcome back to the Oyota Podcast. It's your main man Rubio, bringing you back another episode of some quarantine sports content. Back at you again, live and direct, again, hooking up with me, my man, all the way from Jersey, JC, hit him with the people. Hey, hey, what's up everybody, how's everybody doing? Hope you're home safe, you know, staying away, not getting sick, you know, God bless everyone and... Let's get this sports show rolling. Did I just say hit him with the people? What the hell is going on with me, man? I'm out of it right now. <laughs> it's because you didn't have your, your usual mango. That's what it is. Ah, uh, missing the mango. Mango cito, loco. Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> mango cito, queso frito. We doing all right, man. Well, yeah. listen, let's, let's, ju- let's jump in the thick of things. You know what I'm saying? We're going to start off right away, kick it off right with the NFL. Um, you know, we might have, you know, the head coaches are returning this week. And many camps are starting as soon as June 15th and as late as June 27th. Um, I'm hyped for it. Robert Kraft apparently is hyped for it because he's, he's among one of the owners who believes the league is ready to kick off this fall, bro. What's up? Holla I'm, I'm, I'm hyped about it. Um, as a Redskin fan, I would like Ron Rivera to be around with his staff and molding the team and getting them in the right direction. I'm pretty sure you're happy now that, um, you know, Judge could – Coach Judge could see his players. Talk to the, yeah, my yeah. prediction on the draft that I said was going to be good, Danny Dimes. And, you know, got a shot of mine. Oh, like here we go. Danny Dimes again. Here we like go. Like how he's do, you know. This, you this know, again, guy, bro. my brother said he was going to be a bust. And I told Anthony he wasn't. Just, you know, just want to get this oh, up. Oh, my own. He's, he's never going to let us live this shit down, bro, because he fucking predicted this whole Danny Dimes thing. Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes. <laughs> Danny Dimes, yeah. I swear, man. You sound like a cheerleader, bro. Where's that me at that, man? You sure you ain't a giant fan, bro? You sure? No, no, no. I told her it's just that I, when I get a prediction right, you know, I go crazy. As you like sit I, as you sit there with your Redskins colored shirt, you over here, you know, high praising my quarterback. I don't know if it's a good thing or you're just trying to jinx him that he has a good season so he has a bad season, you fucking maloik. No, no, no. It's a good thing. It's always a good thing, mm. you know. I, I wish um, every player well, just not when they play against the Redskins. Oh, ain't that nice of you. Hey, you know, well, try my hardest. Well, Robert Kraft says that uh, he sees the leagues making positive strides to prepare for week one. So, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so, too, man. I just we, – we, we need sports back. Yes. And, and in the worst way. Um, yes, we, we do. We need sports we, more than ever. Yes, and we need the NFL back. And I need to see the way Haskins grow and evolve. I, I actually – I would like to see Jordan Love play some preseason games, you know, mm. and, uh, you know, see how he looks in the Packers uniform because obviously that's their future. We'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see. It does look like they're making progress. I mean, but remember, the NFL is until fall, so they do have more than enough time. I think right now they're just more being cautious when opening up these mini camps because yes. it's, still, it's still early. So they don't want to take the risk of having anybody get sick and then it becomes a major problem in the, you know, yeah. in the locker rooms and, and everything else. Which is so, which is the correct thing to do. No, but, definitely. But I'm just I'm just I'm happy to hear that they actually making progression. 
and you and they took in the first or the even the, the last month of June, they're gonna let the coaches come in. That's amazing. amazing. Sounds good to me. Well, tell you what, tell you somebody who is gonna be at training camp once it opens up. Jalen Ramsey says he's gonna report to Rams training camp without a new contract. So apparently Jalen Ramsey was so desperate to get out of Jacksonville that he promised the Rams that he would not hold out for a new contract. As of right now, he's set to make $13.7 million in 2020 in his final year of his rookie contract. I don't think Jalen Ramsey is, is a bad corner, but I don't think he's a shutdown corner like he says he is. You know, like I, I don't see him as that Deion Sanders type corner. I mean, in all fairness, if Primetime's listening to this, it's <laughs> never going to be a Primetime. You know what I'm saying? We got a little surprise about Primetime after we talk about Jalen Ramsey. Oh, you know, uh, but um, he's a smart corner. I'll tell you this much. He's very smart. Because well, when the Giants were playing two years ago, when the Giants were playing the Jaguars in week one, he yeah. took a pass interference just so Odell Beckham won't catch the ball, score. And they stopped him from scoring. They just they didn't score a touchdown. They got three points. So in essence, he's smart. He knows mm -hmm. how to play the field. He knows his limitations. And I give him, I give him a lot of credit for that. I do. Well, Talks a little too much for me, but... He's 25 years old. He's reached the Pro Bowl in each of his last three seasons. Last year, he had 50 tackles, five passes defended, one interception in 12 games between the Rams and the Jaguars. Those are not amazing numbers, but I guess, you know I mean, the Rams are looking for any secondary help right now. So, I think I'm... I mean, they're looking for secondary help, so right now they don't have many options. You get what I'm saying? You know so what? Thinking like... about it, if I was him, I wouldn't want to play for the Rams either. So, maybe he's trying to bulk and leave shit because... If you look at the Rams roster, yeah, I mean, no. I mean, I could be wrong. And one of the surprise people, and they were in a hard division. They got to play the Seahawks twice. Yeah, but I got to play the 49ers twice. I mean, they're in a real hard division. And then on top of that, they they got they on top of that, they don't have a good team. My know? thing is, is my, my thing is, he, Jacksonville started breaking apart, and yes. apparently, he once Jacksonville started breaking apart, he saw that ahead of time. Was like, listen, I got to get the hell out of here now. Well. The Rams offer something better than the Jaguars did? No, because I think the Rams are heading in the same direction as the Jaguars. They, yeah, they had potential. They had a decent squad there that was leading to the playoffs, but didn't accomplish. I mean, the Rams made it to the Super Bowl and so choked. You know what I mean? But yeah, it is what it is. Completely choked. So but, num more, more numbers thrown out there. The Dolphins signed Byron Jones to a five-year, $82.5 million contract in March to make him the highest-paid corner in the NFL. The Rams could use that as a deal, as a base to sign Ramsey, you know what I'm saying, around there. Yeah, so you always, always what they say, they paid that the the last contract is where they set the standard. Yeah, so uh, there's rumor has it they're looking at six years, ninety six million. So let's see if that happens because technically I mean, if he's if he stays in the Rams, it's because he's going for the money. If he wants to win Sorry, he will go somewhere else and take less money. I'm, I'm just being straight up. Well, right now he's apparently. I mean, where is he from? I'm not too sure. Is he from LA? I'm not so sure uh, where he's from. Um, I mean, right now, listen, he's definitely staying for the money, and um, it's gonna be a minute before the Rams actually give him any money because uh, they've still got Todd Gurley and Brandon, some of Brandon Cook's money on their salary cap. That sucks. So, so we'll see that what sucks. happens. They're, they're currently sitting more than a million dollars over the cap, the Rams. So that's going to be real tough. And, and, and I look at their roster, and I'm like, I just, I just don't see. You don't like, see them being a real potential threat coming out of that division. No, I, 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 I don't see that at all. Amen. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, but you got to I mean, play the Seahawks. You got to play the 49ers. The, 
and the Cardinals. So the question is, do signing Ramsey to this big money, will this – I don't think this is the signing that's going to put him over the top to make him an actual contender again. Listen, man. That's where my problem lies. You get what I'm saying? That's where my problem lies. You're already, you're already, you know, over the salary cap. Now you go and sign Jalen Ramsey to $96 million over six years. You're putting yourself in a toughest situation to get any extra pieces to help your squad. I keep saying this, and I always say this. Football's the ultimate team sport. Football is not, not like basketball where you can get three good players and then a bunch of scrubs. No, you have to – I'm not saying every position has to be an A, but yeah. you, ha- you want to kind of have a good players and then good backups. And in the NFL, the lifespan is short. It's only three and a half years. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep, you know, keep it up. I, I don't believe that the Rams are going to be good going to them. I don't think they're drafting well. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And, you know, well, I, I'm not like a hater. I don't have fans. And like, oh, you're a hater. Man, Jared Goff is whack. I don't even know what they, <laughs> they gave him that money. I would have never gave him $100 million. I would have said, yeah, all right. Good luck. I don't know, man. Listen. I don't see the, the Rams going anywhere. I think when they had a potential threat was when they had Gurley Cooks and um, Gurley, and, Gurley and Cooks in there. And then who the hell was there? Uh, Cooper Cup, I want to say, is the, the other t- the, the other wide receiver that would have been playing pretty good for them. Yeah. They, they, yeah. So when they were when they were playing and they had um, – when they were playing and they – excuse me. Sorry, everybody. When they were playing and they, had, they were doing their five receiver sets and – Spreading out the field, they were good. But then, like the NFL, everybody adapts. They start figuring you out. They start mm-hmm. knowing your weaknesses. Well, and they, who they play? They play the mastermind in the Super Bowl, Belichick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he made him look like a Tecmo Bowl player. I mean, he made him look like the the head coach that he is. Sean McVay is a young, you know, a young head coach who had a uh, you know decent squad with him, and he, he has him. He was able to bring them to the point of you know almost bringing them a super a championship. But, you know, fell short, yet again, like you said, to the mastermind. That, that Super Bowl was boring as hell. Nobody barely scored. And it was, I honestly could say that was the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen in my life. I mean, listen, the offenses looked anemic, bro. Yeah, ahead of the Seahawks blowing out the Broncos. Yeah, well. Because <laughs> at least at the Seahawks, you saw them scoring, you know? Yeah. Well, on to, on to other signings. And I, we talked a little bit about this next, last week, so we ain't going to, you know, dig in too deep. But Joe Flacco can't confirm when he'll be back from neck surgery. So he got surgery, neck surgery in April. Um, he's saying that he'll be ready by mid-September. But, like we were saying, this is more of a mentorship signing. They're yes. going to sign them because they want him to mentor Aaron Donald. Um, me and you were talking over some numbers. Yeah, Sam Donald, Sam Donald. Sam Donald, I'm sorry, Donald. Sam Donald, Donald. Sam Donald. But um, his numbers, I don't think his numbers were that great. You're saying that his numbers were pretty decent, I guess, for, you know, what, what is it, second year, third year? Yeah, but they call it the second year slump. I mean, so he had... They, they, yeah. No, no, let me give the numbers real quick so that the people know what we're talking about. Donald had two... In the 2019 season, he threw... 3,024 yards, 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, while completing 61.9% of his passes in 13 games. I don't think that's great. I don't even think that's decent. But you're saying, I guess, for a rookie on his second year, that's not so bad. But, but I don't think it – look, I don't think it's great. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's – considering the weapons that he had, considering that he, had, he didn't play the whole season, I mean, he was learning a new offense. So yeah. I'll give yeah. him a pass. Plus, they call it, what, the second-year slump? Mm-hmm. Well, he's supposed to – you're supposed to play worse in the first year because people figured you out. 
and then you know they scheming for you these these little things you know come into a fact that's all i'm saying but i think he's gonna do good this year i mean hopefully hopefully they do right by him and it looks like they are it looks like they're trying to build more of a ground and pound type game and they want donald they want to rely it looks like it i could be wrong well listen he is they their want to rely he, he, listen he is their franchise quarterback so they yes. are putting all all how do they say uh Oh damn it! I'm only thinking of the all money. the chips on the chips on him. Yeah, putting all the chips in and on him, but they want somebody older. I guess Fitzpatrick didn't do a good job with him, so they'd rather go with Flacco since I guess he won a Super Bowl. So they're like, oh, maybe he can help him better. Yeah, it's like I said, like I said last week, this is the opportunity for Joe Flacco to start his career, phasing yeah. in coaching. This is his chance. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one one other thing I wanted to say, and and I apologize for cutting off because I know you're about to say something, but. A lot of people expect quarterbacks to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And we all have to understand that is the hardest position to play in the NFL. It's the Correct. most pressure. Correct. You know, it's the playbook. You have to learn your plays. They're constantly changing things around you. Correct. So they got a scheme for you. So let's see it. I want to give them a chance. Here's I want to give th- them a chance. Here's my thing on that, though. You went top five, bro. You better perform. And that's the problem. Any quarterback that goes in the top 10, they expect you to be in there and perform. Hence the reason why Josh Rosen's about to be cutting lawns down in Miami. Yeah. He went where well, he, he actually went number 10, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I mean? He went down, I think he went number 10, and then he used to run in his mouth. Dude, you're in the top 10 of the draft. You still went in the first top 10, uh, in the first 10 picks. You better come out, show, and prove. Sam Donald went, what, number three or four? Yeah. For the, for the Jets? He, yeah, he did, but he played, he played good his rookie year. You know? Right. Well, listen, all I'm saying is last year looked suspect. I know, like you said, he yeah, doesn't he have did. that many. I know he doesn't have that many weapons. But last season, you had Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it could be part of the coaching, too, because, you know, Adam Gates is kind of a loony bin. Yeah, he is a little so, out there. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping and praying that it does work out well for him because I do like Sam Donald. I think he'll be a decent quarterback. My fear with him was he never really played a full season, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, he never, never played, played a full, full season. Like right. in, col- in, in college, he never played a full season. That's what scares me. So, like, does he have the proper experience to take over? Because, like you said, being a quarterback in the NFL is overwhelming because you've got to be constantly studying the plays, constantly studying the defenses, knowing all the audibles. you got to be able to, you know, maneuver maneuver yourself pretty damn well out there without getting your head knocked off, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, not every quarterback becomes a film rat like um, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know, or, or like one of your favorite quarterbacks we're about to jump on right into next. You know, like your boy Patrick Mahomes. 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 My one boy, of my boy, wait, wait, my boy. Or a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, which no, is a quarterback the, that I picked that I said was going to be great in the NFL. Oh, boy. Just, just oh, shout out to my, my man, Lord. Deshaun. You oh, know, I'm man. a big-time Deshaun Watson fan. Uh, apparently so. Apparently you're a big Deshaun Watson fan, a big Danny Dimes fan. Apparently. I'm telling you, when I see talent, well, I know when I see talent, man. Well, listen, Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Mahomey, a.k.a. Mr. Met over there because, you know, he's a big Met fan because his pops used to play with the Mets. But um, oh, that's why you like him so much. No, I, I think he's in – I think besides being a Met fan, you're right. But I think Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks. There, one of the best, if not the best quarterback there is in NFL right now, bro. This guy, it doesn't matter, man. This guy makes plays and he can throw the ball extremely well. Yeah, and, no, no. He but, makes plays that I'm like, Wow. Yeah, and like you said, though, man, you when it comes to these young quarterbacks, you have him, 
you have Deshaun Watson, and I think you have Lamar Jackson. Even though I'm hoping that he continues, Lamar Jackson had a great rookie season last year. He did amazing. The year before he was a rookie. I still consider his rookie season because he – Yeah, because he didn't – I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, this – yeah, last year was his rookie season. Lamar Jackson is evolving more, and Mm. I'm starting to see that they're they're running less of a read option with him. They're putting him on the center a little bit more. And I Mm -hmm. give him a lot of credit for that. He's expanding his game a lot. Yes. He still struggles throwing in the middle of the field. I struggles with the, like with the little passes. But I did notice one thing he did more versus his rookie year last mm. year. They did more. And toward his rookie year, he was looking to run and score. Now he's looking to kind of extend the play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like that. That's progression that I'm seeing. That's and he's fight. going out of bounds now. I noticed that too. He's running out of bounds. I mean, listen, if he wants to play you know, for a long time in the league, he's going to have to start running out of bounds because you can't play – for a 10 to 15 year span as a running quarterback and take hits like they're hitting these guys. Cause once you're past that line of scrimmage, bro, it's fair game. Yeah, it's, it's fair game. Number one. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to get knocked out, you know what I'm saying? Get a couple of concussions and you end up like Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? Nothing, nothing against yeah. Cam, but that's what was happening with Cam. Cam Cam could throw the ball, but anytime he went to extend the play, he was taking hits instead of sliding. Yeah, he was. You're right. It was I I remember some places to be like, damn. I yeah. mean, look. I've never really was a really big on Cam like everybody else was. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really and, and like Lamar Jackson. And there's nothing against running quarterbacks. It's just I just don't like it. It's not for me. Well, I do like, like that you mentioned. that you, I do like the fact that Lamar Jackson, besides running, he's showing that he could throw the ball. Yes, he, still ha- he still has to work on, you know, like you said, inside, the, you know, in the middle, in the middle, throwing in the midfield. But he has a lot of potential, and the kid wants to be the best. And I think his his best key feature was that so many people shitted on him when he got drafted. So many people yeah. – he was the last pick in the first round. When, that, he was that, ex- that. when he was expecting to go at least yeah. top five, top ten. And the Ravens scooped him up. Best move in their part. Yeah. Best move in their part because the kid is great. I like him. I, I, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see him on the level of – Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. I, I don't see him there. Not yet. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope this year he comes out and he proves me wrong. I still think Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than him. Oh, my God. I, and I hate Dak Prescott. Oh, my God. I, I swear, if I could you, – you're lucky we're doing this – yo, he's lucky we're doing this podcast through Zoom because then I'd punch him in the face for this fucking comment. I think Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than him. Oh, my Lord. Dak Prescott has more playoff victories than Lamar Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be op- doing open interviews for a new co-host because <laughs> apparently my current co-host for the sports edition has gone insane and is, you know, he's seen that. Look, right now, if you think about it, Dak Prescott, he sees the oh, field. He's a good own. quarterback. I, think, I don't think he's a great quarterback. I don't think he's even top 10, but I think he's right now a little better than, than Lamar. Listen, you know what? I'll let it rock just because, you know what? You're right. You know what? I'll let it rock just because we've only really seen one full season of Lamar. Yeah. So do I think Lamar is going to be better than him? Oh, hell yeah. If Lamar keeps on advancing his game, it, yeah. it's not like it's not like of um, Dak Prescott. I'm, I'm, I want to be clear about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that Dak Prescott is like light years ahead of him. Like if okay. I'm comparing Lamar Jackson to like Peyton Manning or in his prime or Tom Brady in his prime. No. It's like, oh, yeah, he's better than him, but – you know, because he could throw in the middle of the field. You know, he, he has better accuracy. He has a better feel for the game. Like, it's not like it's big things. Oh, yeah, he's, you know, like you look at Peyton Manning and then you look at um, 
I'm trying to think of a quarterback or like Colt McCoy. Like you look at, come on, there's a big gap um, between the two. It's not that big of a yeah. gap. It's a small window that you're like, yeah, two years from now, Lamar's going to be the be- a much better player than him. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, and you're right. So I'll give you to that aspect that he's only played one full season. So he has a long way to go, but he does have the potential, you're right, to be a way better quarterback than Dak Prescott. No, he is. It's two, in a year from now, but you, I'm going to believe, yeah, he's better than him. You so, know? Referring back to the, to the main point at hand with your boy Patrick Mahomes, supposedly him and the Chiefs are in negotiations already. Not that there's nothing solid confirmed, but there is rumors that they're you know they're trying to get some of the kinks out the way. That uh, the owner of the team after they won the Super Bowl said that he wants to get him signed within the next 12 to 15 months. So I'm gonna throw you some numbers right now, which might be in comparison, like we we're saying, to at least give or take where Mahomes will fall. So the Seahawks gave Russell Wilson the he has the highest average annual salary at 35 million, while the Falcons, uh, Matt Ryan has the most fully guaranteed at nine, $94.5 million at a total of $150 million. Where the hell do you think Mahomes lies? Like, I, think, I, think, I think there's a smart move on the move from the Chiefs because they, they wait too long. <laughs> that, that market value is going to be insane. So it's going well to skyrocket. It's going to skyrocket. Because, you know, Dak Prescott's turning that money that I'm like, dude, you should just take it seriously. Listen, Mahomes is set to make only $5.3 million between the base salary, the roster bonus, and his signing bonus for this year. So, and he's only 24, and he's already brung your, your franchise a Super Bowl, and he's the MVP. So you got to be ready to dish out the big bucks. Bro. Oh, no, they're going to dish out the big bucks for him. So you got to be ready. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if he, he sets the market so high mm. that it's insane, or he just goes a little over what um, the market value is now, like the highest last contract. Yeah. I just well, well, the highest average annually is, like I said, is Russell Wilson at $35 million a year. And, and I agree. I think Russell Wilson deserves it. So yeah. he's probably going to get – he's going to get – he's probably going to get the highest and probably the most guaranteed. Not true. Well – Let's see what happens. Because, you know, he did take them to the Super Bowl, like you said. And, and you know, they Super Bowl MVP also. Super Bowl MVP. He's, he's the, and he, was, he was what regarded – he's regarded as the best quarterback in the NFL. I think he is. Currently, right now, he is yeah, the best quarterback Yeah, a lot of people say that he's the best quarterback in the NFL. <clears throat> so, you know, you're going to dish your money. And plus, he makes your team that much better. When you, have, when you play with someone like that, just your confidence just skyrockets. Yeah, yeah. Well, they definitely have to piece some pieces around them to help them. So don't be surprised if you see them again, you know, making their way to the Super Bowl this year also. Yeah. They didn't really lose anywhere. I still think they should just trade for Jamal Adams and the Chiefs. I I would do it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'll be like, yo, just stay here two years. Let's get a ring and retire. And then you go make your money. I mean, talking about other secondaries, you know what I'm saying? The the Panthers ended up signing Eli Apple. You know what I'm saying? Uh, The Saints didn't re-sign him again, so... Uh, Panthers oh signed Eli Apple. He's 24 years old, played 15 games last season, had 58 tackles, 53 solo tackles, four passes defended, and one forced fumble. He did better with the Saints than he did with the Giants. Is this a bad signing for the, the Panthers? No. The Panthers need to rebuild their secondary. Yeah, they have not. Yeah, you're right. So Eli Apple is a good add to help, you know, that secondary. Um, there's no. I, I think it's a good signing for them, but I don't think – uh, when my brother, my brother's like, oh, Eli Apple's gonna be the superstar. I said, no, he's not. I always say he was like a at best like a C plus player. You know? Yeah. Well, let me see. I don't think there's actual numbers yet on what they gave him. Um, if the numbers are not out there, it's not a crazy contract. Which you it know, probably like, was, was it probably wasn't because the Saints didn't offer him nothing. 
says a lot because the Saints defense has never been that great. And they were like, yo, the hell with this guy. And you'd think they would have kept them due to the fact that, you know, they actually, yet again, last year, they had a chance, you know, to go all the way and, you know, just just a bit short. Just yeah, a bit they, short. They, they, I mean, look, in all fairness, they should have played the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That was a clear pass interference. Yeah. I mean, Stevie Wonders knew it was a pass interference and he can't even see you that, yo, that's a pass interference. Yeah, no, you know? def- definitely not good. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like you said, it's probably not a big contract. They didn't mention how much money he got, so there's probably some low end money with some bonus in there. Yeah, some bonus. It probably gave him like you know, you know, maybe like six million a year. Nothing crazy, you know. Yeah. Well, going from one free agent to the next free agent, you know, I know you don't want to touch up on this because you hate this guy so you hate this guy so much right now, and I can see it in your face already. I haven't even brought up his name, but I can see your face already. You're disgusted. You're getting nauseous. Yeah. You look like you're about to hurl. You look like you might pass yes. out. You know what I'm saying? Your boy, Jadavion Clowney, apparently balked at a free agent offer from the Browns, even though they offered him the most money. What is this guy thinking? What is he thinking, bro? Obviously, he's not playing for money. He's playing for a ring. So oh, go to the Lord. Chiefs to take 100000 I, I I don't know. I just, damn, I don't want to sound mean and disrespectful because he came in with so much hype. He was yeah. supposed to be like the next Bruce Smith or Reggie White, and yeah. he never lived up to it. I mean, well, he, he's very injury prone, and that's my fear with him. And I think that's the fear that a lot of teams have when giving him this big money. They don't want to pay, well, besides the Brown, apparently. The Giants, even the Giants were interested. I mean, the Giants were interested. He said he would love to play for the Giants. Are the Giants wanting to dish out all that money? Hell no. Oh, hell, hell to the no. We just got rid of Eli Manning's contract. Get the hell out of here. Save that for maybe adding more weapons for Danny Dimes. You're nuts. The player that I predicted, and I agree. Oh, my own. Here we but go. Danny Dimes. I'm going to say, just Devaney Clowney, look, nothing personal. I, I just, you never lived up to the hype. Another thing that, that makes me wonder about you is, how could you not get 10 sacks when you got someone like J.J. Watt on the other side? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Because he was always hurt, bro. He's always hurt, man. Yeah, he was he, always hurt. Once he messed up that knee, it was a problem. It was a wrap. It's a wrap. It was a wrap. I mean, he, he did all right. I guess, you know, having him on the Seahawks defense kind of helped him a little bit because the Seahawks defense is decent already. Yeah. You know? But and he to, only had four sacks, four and a half. Like, but, but that's my thing. So, like, not, so the Browns have a decent, decent defense. Like you said, he's going to be lined up alongside Miles Garrett. Go with the Browns. The Browns on paper have a decent squad. Now, can they get everybody on the same you know, same direction? No. Here's another thing, too. Why well, I know he did a mistake. Greg Williams yeah. was was there. Was there was a defensive coordinator? No, I'm sorry. Greg Williams is with the, is, he's with another team now. I forgot who's the Browns defensive coordinator. That could be a player factor to this scheme. But they play a 4-3. So I don't understand why he doesn't do it. For those of you that don't know, that's four defensive linemen, three linebackers. So they play a 4-3, not a 3-4. So he should have blossomed there. So Clowney, but, Garrett, but Clowney plays when the 4-3 defense? Yeah, he's a 4-3. He's, he's a defensive man for 4-3. He's not disciplined enough to play linebacker, in my but opinion. It, like you said, maybe, well, I don't think he can move quick enough to play linebacker yeah. anymore. That's my thing. You know, I don't think he can. I don't think his knee allows him to be as mobile as they need a linebacker to be. Yo, you got to so, cash in, man. I know. And I understand. That's my thing. So why wouldn't you cash in? Just go to the Browns. I know. Maybe he's playing for the ring. Maybe, you know, some players are actually out there and they don't care how money is thrown at them. That is their end game. 
I'll make my money along the way. My end game is to actually leave and retire with at least one championship under my belt, you know? Yeah, I agree. Maybe that's what he's looking for. Is it? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like the Browns organization because he sees the chaos. That's what they were saying. He sees the chaos that has been ensuing in there for the past fucking 10 years between, you know, uh, what is it, Uh, Johnny Cash, whatever his name is, Money Manziel, whatever they call him. What's his name? Money Manziel. All these first-round pick debacles, you know, you still – on paper, you had Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield. You had Nick Chubb running the ball who was doing great, and you still can't make it work. And they, so, and they, and they I don't know. It's just, I mean, to the Browns organization, like. Get it stop, together. <laughs> Get it together. Stop going for the big name. Huh? It's a team sport. Yeah. Stop yeah. going for the big name. I don't get it. I used to get mad when Washington used to do that. So, you know, does it make sense? You're wasting all this money for nothing. And listen, not for nothing, I'm not going to lie. When the Giants, when I got the announcement that the Giants traded Odell Beckham to the Browns, at first I was like, are you serious? What are you, crazy? This is like our top wide receiver. But yeah. once you once you relax, look at the situation, it was the best thing the Giants could have did. You don't have – I mean, we were salty because, yes, we gave him that big money. We signed him to that contract, you know what I'm saying? We made him happy. But then you can't go on bashing your quarterback, bashing the team, and doing interviews that are going against everything that the team stands for. Like you said, it's a team sport. Just because you got the money and you think you're the best wide receiver out there, wide receiver out there, doesn't mean you're going to carry just by yourself to the Super Bowl. Hence, it's true. Hence, it was proven when we were in the playoffs years back, a couple years back, and we played the Packers. What the hell happened there? He's dropping balls. He buckled under pressure. And then yeah, you, you want to blame Eli Manning? Listen, my man Aunt Manning, even though his performance did decline, my man got two belts under you know I mean? he got two championships under him. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you. I feel like when it comes to Odell Beckham, I've always said Odell Beckham was the Kanye West of the NFL. Drama I mean, queen, I, bro. Drama queen. I know, no, and, and I'm not I'm not even joking when I say this. I really believe that Odell Beckham has mental problems. I'm I'm not playing when I say this. I mean I, 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 was physically my apologies. I mean, he physically assaulted a football post. <laughs> the kicking net. The kicking net. <laughs> no, like, and he hurt himself in the process. Yes. And it was yes. against. It was against the Redskins. I remember that game. He was crying and everything. And I'm like, yo, this dude has mental problems. Then when they lost the playoff game against the Packers, he was crying, holding his jersey and crying. I said, yo, this guy got issues in the head. I understand that people are like saying that he's passionate because you know they they have videos also of Tom Brady you know, getting riled up and swearing and, you know, getting emotional on the field. The difference between Tom Brady and Odell Beckham, Brady has six rings, and that's the quarterback. That's the captain. He's the one who holds the reins and leads your team down the field. Now, you can't – I mean, listen, we're going way off topic because I could talk about Odell Beckham and get, you got me into this damn rant. Damn you, Jay, you idiot. Well, I'm going to say one last thing about Odell. I don't even want to talk about that anymore. I'm no, going to no, get I think, I think Odell's – He's one of the most athletic people I've ever seen in my life. Oh, definitely. No, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Listen, I'm not taking nothing away from his performance. He's a great, uh, great. <laughs> he's a great wide receiver. Yes. He but he, but he's going down the path of Antonio Brown, bro, where you're so unfocused and not taking care of yourself, it affects your on-field performance. Yeah. And that's where the problem lies because. See? 
Antonio Brown. No, it, it, and that's why I mentioned him because we're going to jump right into yeah. Antonio Brown. That affects your on-field performance, no matter yeah. how – you know what I mean? You can put up great numbers, but the way you act off-field is going to affect you on-field. And we are moving on to this quick topic, which is Antonio Brown has been training with Deion Sanders. Primetime. 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 Primetime says he's hyped for him. He said he's been working with him. He says he can't wait for his comeback story. What do you think? Do you think Antonio Brown makes a comeback to the NFL? Um, I think it's going to be very hard for him. Honestly, honestly, do you think he makes a comeback to the NFL? I think he does. I think he, I'm 50-50 with this. Who signs him? Right now. Who's desperate I, enough to sign him? Yo, it's going to sound you, crazy. It's going to sound crazy. I got two teams that I think should yo. that I think will more than likely sign him. I'm here for it. Hit me with it. Detroit Lions mm. or the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, man, that's actually pretty good because the Vikings do need wide receiver help. Um, and if he wants to, I mean, the, the Lions definitely need some wide receiver core too to help Matthew no, Stafford because he only got a few years left. A few years left, he got like three weeks left in that uh, playing time left. The way he's been looking, but he could put mean, some butts he could put some butts on some seats. Or that kid has been or, bruised and beat the hell up, man. For oh, I just thought of another team. I don't think they will sign him, but I think it will be a great fit. Go. The Green Bay Packers. Wow, that would actually. Be, I don't know, man. I think it'll be a great fit, but I don't think they sign him just because there's already a drama queen there in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers yeah. has never, ever had an elite receiver like that. Um, I, I don't want to go into it. I don't want to go into it because I love Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to go into it. I'm just oh. saying that. Oh. I'm going go, to go down the road. That I'm, you're gonna be, you're, you're crazy. Just I would just love to see him there. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I want to discount double check you. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. But it's gonna be hard because the another influence. The thing is that I mean, listen, real me. quick. I don't mean to cut you off. Don't mean to cut you off. But you know what? So you can continue. You make a good point because now that I think about it, the Packers didn't even sign any offensive help. They didn't even sign any wide receivers, and that's what they need. So that is a good possibility. You know what I'm saying? That is a very good possibility. They might say, you know what? Screw it. We'll try to work with him. We'll deal with his, you know, his yeah. little head situation, and we'll make it work. You know? Let's see. Um, what I will say is, what I was going to say was, the reason I feel it all depends, I my apologize, the, how much influence Deion Sanders has with the um, Gotcha. That's going to play a very big factor. You see, when Michael Vick came out of prison and Michael mm. Vick did all these things, the reason he got into the Eagles was Tony Dungy was vouching for him. Tony mm. Dungy made phone calls. Tony Dungy said, hey, Tony Dungy is a very, very, very well-respected human being. And, and I mean, you know, I think Tony Dungy's the man. Well, he's, real, he's respected. He's a very, uh, very well-respected head coach in the NFL. Yeah, so. and his, his work it is, is someone people respect in terms of, like, you know, her talk, he, he holds weight. So mm-hmm. he vouched for him, and he said, hey, give Michael Vick a second chance. The Eagles did it. I mean, it was risky, though, too, because, you know, you had the whole PETA situation on him, and they wanted him just blacklisted from the NFL completely. But the yeah. man did it. I mean, I know, do, do I agree with what he did? Hell no. But, you know, As he a went. dog lover, I don't, I don't agree with it. You know what I mean? But he went. He did his time. He's, you know, he paid for what he did. And, I mean, there's no rule against, you know, him not being able to come back, as you saw that he was able to come back, you know? I, I, look, I'm be honest with you. I was happy for him. He made a nice comeback. He, made, he 
He made money. He got to pay everyone back. If you look at his story, there was a point where Michael Vick was in debt. He paid everyone back. I was happy for him. But going back to it, Tony Dungy vouched for him. How much respect does Deion Sanders hold? I mean, it it might sound crazy. I mean, Jerry Jones and him are close. What if he goes to the Cowboys? Nah, I think I think the Cowboys drafted enough young young uh, young wide receiver core. Oh, I would love for him to go that. to the Cowboys and destroy that organization even further. Come on for that. I'm just saying, you know. I'm just saying, like that's what I feel like. Good. Yeah, much, yeah, that's a good point. How much weight does Deion has Deion Sanders hold to get him yeah. in? Yeah. Because another thing too is that Robert Kraft is well respected, and not just in um, the NFL. I mean, he's got he's. He got her respect for getting this guy out of jail. What was his name? The rapper. Yeah, um, yeah he's also well respected in uh, you know Oriental spa houses. So yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> but, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to touch that part. I'm just saying. Though, <laughs> I'm saying like in the part where he wrote a letter and he got. I forgot that rapper's name. He got out of jail. Malika, I think it is. Meek Mills. Oh, Meek Mills. Yeah, Meek Mills. It's a Malika. What the hell is wrong with you, Malika? Meek Mills. Meek Mills. He got a, he, I'm sorry. I don't listen to hip hop anymore. To, you know, but apparently not. He he got him out, and then he's hanging out with him in the in a Celtics game, court side. They chilling, hanging out. So you know, like he got he got that respect in and the out. Different, listen, the problem and is that the pro- the problem is at the end of the day, Antonio Brown has, like you said, I don't. He has he needs to go see a psychologist. He does. He need he needs to go see a psychologist, get some help, so that his off field antics don't affect his on field performance. Because on the field, Antonio Brown is one of the best receivers the NFL has seen. Yes. But his issues in his personal life and outside of the NFL affects his game and it affects the players around him. And this is why teams don't want to take the chance on him because they feel that he's toxic. He's toxic to his other players. He did it in Pittsburgh when he went after Juju Smith, when he went after, I think, the offensive line. The thing is, you can't do that, man. And that's the same thing back to Beckham. Beckham was doing. You can't go against your whole team and think that everybody's going to be fine and dandy on it because you're the the best at what you do. No, it's a team sport. You're not out there by yourself, bro. You're not yeah, out there by yourself. When he was running and screaming, "I'm free! I'm free!" That was like, "Come on, man!" Like you're a clown. You you're stuff. a clown for you that, man. His stuff looks so stupid in front of everybody, bro. You're, he's a clown for that, man, and that's what he should be. He should be a clown until he does what needs to be done right. I mean, he so was that he can in come a back. great situation. And the Patriots, and he screwed that up. Listen, my thing is this. Just come back, shut your mouth, play the game, bro. That's it, bro. But like I said, it's going to go mean, down to how much weight Deion Sanders holds. We'll see what happens. Listen, anyway, on to the next subject because I'm tired of talking to this. Since you mentioned the Eagles, we'll talk about Deshaun Jackson, um, who actually, you know, we talked about this last week also with uh, De- uh, Aaron Donald from the Rams, who said mm-hmm. it's going to be weird to play NFL games without anybody in the stands. Um, you got Deshaun Jackson actually saying, listen, it's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be a bit of a culture shock. But you know what? Screw it. Let's mic everybody up. It's going to get crazy. And let's give the fans what they need to see, which which is what really goes on between the white lines. I like the idea. Mic everybody up. Screw it. Let them hear all the trash talk. Let him talk shit about who, whatever. And let's get everybody fired up, man. I like it. Sure. I like, why not? What you going to do? It worked. It works great in the, in the MLB, and I, that's where the MLB. We're gonna jump on the MLB in a little bit, but that's what the MLB needs to do. Also, mic up more players during the games, like when the, when they do it during spring training or like on certain like Sunday night games, or where they mic up the players. That shit is awesome because you pick up the audio feed. You pick up. You also pick up their 
football IQ, as you could say, or baseball IQ, because as they're sitting there, they're, okay, they're talking to the commentators. They're also analyzing the field, analyzing the play, analyzing what's going on in the game, bro. Yeah. And as a sports enthusiast, I love that shit, man. I love that shit. You know, that the knowledge of the game is not just, oh, just brute force and, you know, dominating. Yeah. You also have the IQ of it, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they're going to do it. I like the idea, but I don't think they're going to do it because they're going to leak out plays and stuff like that. Yeah, there's going to be possibilities of that. And then, you know, listen, hold on. Unless the Patriots sneak up in and you know they're going to be trying to sneak and cipher plays out because that's what they do best, the cheating. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But unless you turn off the mic when they, you know, they're on the huddle. Exactly. They tap into the mic. There's a wiretap. They call the feds. Yeah. The feds are the, you know what I'm saying? We need, another, we need another championship. Tom Brady went down to Tampa. You know, get us, you know, the info or the plays or whatever. Yep. I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. You were saying my bad. No, no. I you said, say, no, you I, say with Tony Dungy? <laughs> no, no. I said, uh, unless they shut off the mic. When they go in the huddles. If you mic up everyone, it makes sense. So when the quarterback and the coach talk, you can hear that part. You know, like if this, instead of going to a commercial or something or of some injuries, you can hear what they're talking about. Oh, look what they're doing here. Look what they're doing there. And it could broaden people's IQ. So that is a good point. I like that. Yeah. I, I didn't see it in that way. I mean, I, I like the aspect of it because I would like the state to see, you know, it's third, whatever, third and five. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, you're trying to see – the, you, you got the offense. You got the defense lined up a certain way. What way is the offense going to, you know, run the ball if they call an audible? How is the defensive player going to react to the audible? This, that, and the third. You get what I'm saying? So I think that it'll be a big factor. Like you said, will they do it? I'm iffy about it if they do it or not because of the risk of them leaking info out, and that is correct. Yeah. So um, maybe not. <laughs> going from playing, playing, uh, playing NFL games without fans. Melvin Gordon, former uh, San Diego Charger or whatever, that LA was Charger. pretty funny. You know what I mean? Uh, still kind of salty because he said uh, Melvin Gordon, who is now with the Browns, says playing without fans would be normal for the Chargers. A little zinger for his former team, who uh, apparently didn't want to sign him. I, I like Melvin Gordon as a running back, but I you know. Did too. I thought he was good. Uh, he, I mean, I, they, I think the Chargers' fear is that he has bad knees. He's getting bad knees, so remember, he has been out. So we'll see where he works out from there. Low blow right there. I mean, listen, man. You came uh, at him at the Chargers organization. There, there, wow. There was, a, there was a lot of uh, spilt milk, as they say. Uh, <laughs> but um, talking about the Broncos, mentioning the Broncos, before we move on to the next topic, um, Dem- uh, Denver Broncos legend Floyd Little has been diagnosed with cancer. Um, Floyd Little, for those of you who don't know, um, his numbers retired in Syracuse. Um, his number was also retired in Denver in 1984. He's inducted to the College Hall of, uh, Football Hall of Fame in 1983 and the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2010. Um, Floyd Little, there's, you know, prayers and blessings. Man, we wish you the best on here. Um, Jay, you got anything to say before we move on to the next topic? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, um, Mr. Little, we're praying for you. Run over this cancer like you did in the NFL to the defensive backs and linebackers. And, you know, God bless, man. Stay yeah. safe. Wishing you the best. Wishing you the best, man. Um, moving on to some little NBA, which is not much. But um, the Celtics and the Knicks are getting ready to return to the practice facilities for voluntary workouts. Um, why? <laughs> for the Knicks or for the I mean, Celtics? I mean, I see the Celtics because the Celtics they're in the are playoffs. They're in the playoffs. What do you do? Why are you even opening up for the Knicks? Listen. I, I, <laughs> explain that to me. <laughs> you know what I'm I don't know. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. I don't know. I just, I mean, 
I, I mean, maybe that's what it is, Jay. They're like, listen, all right, we, I know we, we stunk this year. We're not making the playoffs. Get your ass to work for next season. Screw it. That's what I, look, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Um, Get to work for next get, year. We, okay. This goes to the coaching. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can start developing a little bit more. I mean, Kevin Knox digressed a lot. Maybe he could use that gym time. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him this year, man. He's really digressed a lot. Talk man. about like, sophomore slumps. This wow, guy went, bro. went from a potential starter to like, mm-hmm. oh, God, here he comes off the bench. Fuck, yep. he's in play. Well, you listen, know? speaking of coaches who might be able to guide young players, uh, Tom Thibodeau is reportedly considered to be the heavy favorite to be the next New York Knicks head coach, my man. You loving this or you hating this? Tell me, man. Tell me. Oh, man, I'm kind of hating this. Because <laughs> of what happened in Minnesota. Remember, it. <laughs> you are only as good as your last job. I love it. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, Carl Anthony Towns didn't get along with him. Wiggins didn't get along with him. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't think it was, I don't think, I mean, he did get them in the playoffs the first year. Yeah, he did. Yes, he, he did. did. Got him, you know, so, says he's a good coach, but I don't know. I'm just kind of scared. I feel like his style of coaching yeah. the, might not sit well with these new generational players. They're very laid back. They, they're not used to someone ripping them a new one for messing up. They used to be, you know, cradled and hugged. Oh, it's okay. You made a mistake. You know, he's going he's gonna to hold you accountable. I mean, is that why he left Minnesota? Yeah, they didn't get, him and Towns didn't get along. <laughs> well, you know? they're saying that he's, they're, it's pretty much his job to lose. And that he's supposedly supposedly making exploratory calls to, you know, compile his staff. So if he does take the job, you know, he'll have his squad ready, up and ready to get into the Knicks organization and start working with these players. Um, listen, at this point, um, I'm going to give you the other options before we go on and give you, and I give you my opinion on Top Thibodeau. I think – well, you know what, I'm going to give you my opinion first, and I'll give you the other options. I think – listen, it can't get any worse, bro. It can't get any worse. He's worked with young kids before, with young players before. Has it worked great all the time? No. But how much worse can it get, bro? You know what I mean? The Knicks are in a situation right now where James Dolan just needs to sell the team. They need better people in the front office. The guy that they need – well, Jay-Z's – listen, sorry to break your heart, buddy. Jay-Z's not – he's not going to buy the Knicks. He's not. Hey, That's man. it. Dream, Stop right? with this fantasy dream, bro. Stop with this wet dream of yours. He's not buying the Knicks. He's not. Stop just, it. Get out of here. Stop. Listen, all you're doing is setting yourself up for a big-ass heartbreak because he's not buying the Knicks. You know, either way, either way like I said, Tom Thibodeau, bring him on. Let's get him in the Knicks, you know what I mean, the Knicks organization. Let's head this team in the right direction, bro. We got young players. Let's develop them right. Hopefully, like you said, hopefully we'll be able to grab, you know, LaMelo Ball, and he'll help lead the team. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship anytime soon, but shit, show me progress. That's what I want to see. I think the problem with the Knicks, they change coaches and front office people like we change our underwears. Exactly. And if I thought Mike Miller was doing a good job, I'm not going to lie. And I felt like they should have given him a chance, a full season to see what he could do. Now, if they bring in Tibbs, that's fine. That's cool. There's nothing I could do. Obviously, I don't own the Knicks. Mm. But don't get rid of him after two years, three years. No, let him get a solid four years. See what he can do. You change and the team, that's how you change your culture. It takes time. That's all I'm saying. Like, Lee Rosen, yo, if you can hear this, in my opinion, I feel you should hire Mark Jackson. But for some reason, Mark Jackson's not getting a call. 
Pretty much, think, you you want the Knicks to give the guy a chance to work with the players. Don't yeah. give him half a season. Don't just give him don't one give him, season. Give him, give, 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 him a three, give him a three to four year plan where he actually has time to help develop them and groom them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's well, the problem with the Knicks, that they fire everyone. So you don't know who's going to be your coach next year, who's not going to be your coach. You have no idea. Expected to consider Mike Miller, Kenny Atkinsons, and there remains an off chance, which I highly doubt is going to happen, an off chance that John Calipari leaves Kentucky for New York. Let me tell you something, bro. John Calipari is not leaving Kentucky to come to New York. He's not leaving. He's not leaving a winning culture to come to the Knicks and try to do a rebuild this franchise. The thing I is mean, this. It would, it, if that happens by some miracle, Lord, hear my prayer, that would help because John Calipari is used to developing these players and a lot of players from Kentucky have played in the NBA and have been great players. So if by some miracle, yet again, like I'm saying, that happens, and I think it would be great, but I don't see it happening, though. Look, I'm going to tell you the truth right now, and I'll be honest with you. Yes, you're right, develop. The, the yes. only thing I could say is this. Let's say Thibodeau gets, comes in, mm-hmm. and Thibodeau changes the Knicks, and they become a winning organization. He's going to be seen as a god in New York. We haven't right. won a championship since God knows this is 73. Listen, give me, first of all, listen, you got, you want, you got a three-year plan, right? Oh, three, I'm going to give him a three-year plan, right? He, want me to hear my three-year plan, Jay? Listen to my three-year plan. Right. Season one, give me a winning record. Give me a winning record. 500 and above. I'm not going crazy. 500 and above. Season two, playoff contention. Battling, battling at least for the eight, the eight seed. Give me some of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in the East, you become 41, 41. You're like a seven seed, six seed. Exactly. Give me, give me some of that. Give me a taste of that. Give me a taste of that. We've been, you know, we've been groveling over here for something for so many years as a Knicks fan. Give me a little taste. Just give me a little something. A little something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give me a little something. By season three, I want you at least in the playoffs. At least in the playoffs. Even if they get knocked out the first round, I want you in the playoffs. Give me back. I got, I got- I, Give I mean, me back. Listen, hold on. Give me back that sensation that I want to feel, which is how to win again. I have a, a different way of looking at it than you do with tips. Oh, boy. I would like to see progression the first year. I would like okay. to see R.J. Barrett, his strides. I would like right. to see Mitchell Robinson do more than an alley-oop and shoot a four-foot shot. I'm asking for 10 yeah, feet. Yeah. Right, four-foot right. shot. That's all I ask for. I would like to see progression. Then then the next year, you know, I like to see them developing more and more. I'm tired of the Knicks getting rid of people. I'm tired of them just jumping the ship. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. You know, I want to see them grow. I want to see the Knicks win 41 games. Look, I'll be happy at 33 games. I was like, yo, I'm happy at 33. And that's sad that you're like, yo, I want to win 33 games. I know. That is that's sad. sad. You know? I- that's sad, but that's the point. That's the point where we've gotten to right now. We're so desperate for anything, anything with a positive outlook. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. You know, it's so sad as a Knicks fan that I'm like, oh, my God. What happens if the Mavericks don't make the playoffs next year, which you know they are, and, and that, top, that pick becomes a, number, a top 10 pick. Now we have two picks in the top 10. And that's, what, that's sad that you're thinking of things like this. Hey, listen. Look at it. You got to make positives. I mean, look at the positives out of everything, I guess. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been it hasn't been that way for the Knicks organization for so many years. So right now we're just desperate for anything, like we said, and I'll take it. So leading back into that, um, 
he's uh, Adam Silver plans on speaking with the, with team owners this week, and supposedly they're going to be voting by this Thursday. Hopefully, um, let's see, man. Let's get some let's get some sports in there, and hopefully we can get the NBA back by fall. Yeah. We can get you know some NFL action going on because you know no. What what we need to do is we need to get the playoffs rolling, and I'll be and I'll just be happy with that, honestly. But, let's see how it does with no fans. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. Listen, well, like I was saying, let's get some. Let's get the NBA going first. The NFL. Yeah. We, the NFL has time to still take precautions and still, you know, kick off in, in September. Now, to to speak about a sport that is choking under pressure, the MLB is choking big time, and it sucks because you know how much I love baseball. The MLB has been taking the biggest dump on itself. It's unbelievable. The MLB has this window of opportunity to be, to give that resurgence back to the you know back to the league, and they are not even taking advantage of it because you're worried about money, money. You know how many people would watch people who would who don't even watch baseball would watch baseball now, just because there's nothing there, and you're gonna sit here and fight and argue with the players about how much money they're gonna make when they're still gonna gotta go out there and perform, regardless if you got people in the stands or not. They're still got to go out there and pitch, bat, dive, you know, and make these plays. So how can you take money from them? How? I agree. I think MLB, if, like, if anybody's listening to this, that's in the front office, you guys are dropping the ball. Definitely. Is, was what um, they say is America's sport. Yeah. America's and, pastime. America's pastime, is what they say. No, no. no all right, okay. And, and, and it's like you, you have an opportunity now to do something to maybe build some fan base up and you drop in the ball because of money, like really like you could, you're looking at the small picture versus the bigger picture. Yep. And I, I don't care. And it's true. What someone has said, they said, and this is no disrespect to major league baseball players, major league itself. They were saying a lot of times they were like, Oh, baseball made the most money. They sold out the most. They said it's a lie yeah. that less people are attending games. They find the game kind of slow. Remember, the certain franchises, team. certain hold on, certain franchises are losing money. But when you have organizations like the Yankees, the Dodgers, uh, Boston, uh, who else is a big Mets. name? A big market, the Mets. Even though you know we haven't won a while, the Mets. Still a big name. St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? Who always has a, that winning culture? You know, teams like that are always going to make money hand over fist because the fans, their fan bases are so big, the fan bases are so loyal that people are going to still. Watch, okay. purchase items and stuff like that. Now, teams like Miami, you know, the Marlins, they're suffering because they haven't done much. Tampa Bay, which is crazy because Tampa Bay's payroll about like two years ago was $70 million for the whole team, Jay. $70 million for the whole team. This team with a bunch of pretty much like young players who they brought up made the playoffs, made the playoffs, made the wild card. And you're over here complaining about, you know, big bucks and all this, that, and the third. Those are the teams that should be panicking, if anything, because they're not going to make money off of it. Well, they weren't making money off of the concession stands anyway because people were barely even going to those games. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's just, these are things that I, I say, like, you got to – I don't know. You just got to really look at the picture and say, yo, we got to get this rolling. Listen, really- yet again, like I said, my thing is this. My thing is – they're like, well, you just said it. They're dropping the ball big time. Because, in fact, they need to drop. I mean, they just need to open up right now. Take precautions. Start, you know, playing some baseball. Get people watching. 
get people back, you know, and hungry for baseball again. Because like we discussed before, after the strike, I think it was in 96, right? The strike in 96. Yeah. Baseball has not been as popular as it was. It hasn't. You know? I mean, so, they, they came back with the Sammy Salsa and Mark McGuire home run thing. But it wasn't like, like it was in the past. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, once that juice era, you know I mean, once that juice era passed, which was the Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire situation, um, you still have people that watched it. You know what I mean, some people, you know, deterred from it because, you know, you got these guys juicing and this, that, and the third. But it hasn't been as popular as it was before. And this right here is what you, they should be looking at. Look at the bigger picture. Don't worry yeah. about how much you're going to lose right now because you don't have people going into the stadiums. Just play ball. You'll make it in revenues through, you know, through uh, broadcasting the games. You'll make it in, you'll make some of it up in merchandise. And eventually, maybe midway through the season, you have protocols where you can allow fans back into the stadiums. But yeah. not playing at but not playing at all because you guys are, you know, complaining over nickels and dimes, which is not nickels and dimes to us. They're talking about millions. But it's nickels and dimes to them, bro. You're paying these players to play. They still have to go out there and play, regardless if yeah. they miss two months. They still got to go out there to play. They still got to go out there to perform. Pay them. Get your money from broadcasting. Get your money from merchandising. Like I said, maybe midway through season, they'll open up the stadiums, get fans back in there. But don't let this die out. This is a great opportunity. There's no sports going on right now. You know what? Not a jump off topic, but you know what's going to happen to the MLB? The same thing that's happening to damn hockey. Hockey's dying out, and they just canceled the whole damn season. What do you think is going to happen? No, they're revisiting that. They're going to revisit. They might, they might do the same thing. Um, the NBA is doing. I mean, listen, they better because if not, listen, they're gonna they're gonna dig themselves in a hole, and they, they're gonna be they're not gonna be able to climb up. I agree, a hundred percent with you, a hundred. And, and my problem is, I'm you know I'm, I'm not bad, you know I'm, I'm over here taking over the MLB topic because you know I'm passionate about MLB, man. You know I love That's my it. baseball, man. And very well with that. My, my problem is also, bro. Like you have teams that are considering just saying, you know what. We're all right shutting down the whole season. No, none of the actual team owners have been brought you know, to light because, of course, they're going to say these slide comments, but nobody's going to man up to them. Yeah. But they, there are sources that say that there's a group of owners that are perfectly willing to shut down the season to slash payroll costs, reduce losses, and in the desperate views among the 30 teams have been reflected in the decisions to fire and furlough team members. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Like, come on, bro. Y'all killing me, man. You know, talking about this, the Mets. I sent you the link the other day. The Mets are cutting minor league players because they don't want to pay them. What was the number you said they were paying them? Did, did you have the like numbers? It was, it was like, um, when I read it, it was $400 a week. Come on, bro. And this is the problem with the Wilpons, man. Get the hell out of here. You, you, you don't want to pay your $400 a week? Well, nah, that can't no. be right, Jake. You serious? Yeah, my, my boy, he's a big Mets fan. He was telling me about it. Nah, that can't be right. For four hundred dollars, you telling me they released they released uh, the whole team because yeah. for four hundred dollars yeah, they don't want to pay them. Nah, stop it. You Yankee my chain. No, I'm not Yankee your chain. I want to say this though. Now that you brought it up, now that you brought up your your franchise, mm. what do you feel that A Rod and Jado are back in the scene again? But what do you what do you think I'm gonna feel? Bring them in, bring them in. You know, revive this franchise, bro. Listen, they need it, man. The yeah. Mets. Have have they have been heading in the right direction regardless of the ownership's bonehead maneuvers? They have, you know, last year was such a disappointment because the bullpen tanked, but the offense was there, the starting pitching was there, the bullpen killed us. 
But, you know, to see young players like, you know, Jeff McNeil, Peter Alonzo, Ahmed Rosario, Dominic Smith, to see these young players, you know, groom and perform the way they, they should be performing is awesome. And this is what kills me. I was so hyped for this season because I was like, damn, bro, they showed me that we could actually have a chance to make a good run for this. You know what I'm saying? They gave me what I, they gave me what I want from the Knicks. They gave me a winning season, regardless of how, where we finished in the in the standings. They gave me a winning season. They finished strong, bro. Regardless if they were out of the playoffs, they still went out there. They still busted their ass. They still was kept on hitting. They kept on fighting, and that's what I want, man. And and unfortunately, they're not getting that with oh, the Knicks. Damn it! You see, it's all you, man. You trying to get me worked up, you bastard. You no, trying to get me worked up, man. That's, I'm about, supposed to get you worked up. Get me freaking worked you know? up, man, talking about this, man. I want, a, you know, I want A-Rod and J-Los to buy the Mets, man. The hell with it. I'd rather yeah, deal with not? them. You know what? Baseball, listen, you know what? You know why I allow this? First of all, J-Los a New Yorker. Second of all, A-Rod has he's high. He's a New Yorker. He's, listen, but he also has high baseball IQ, bro. Regardless of him juicing, regardless of what happened with him, the controversy in the past, Ava has a high baseball knowledge, and I like that, bro. I think he will help continue moving the franchise in the right direction. You know what I mean, I think it'll definitely be, be, a, be a big help. You know it what I mean? definitely be a big help. And I, and I also think, like, when it comes to, like, A-Rod, A-Rod uh, I know people are like, oh, yeah, you know, like you have stated before, you know, this juicing and all this other stuff. But if you sit back and think about it, you're going to bring a name there at the end of the day. Yeah, well... And he's going to bring his friends, his celebrity friends to the games now. So things are going to change in a, in a good way. Listen, I, not for nothing, but even if they get signed and by the team, that's actually going to help bring more people into the stands also. Because even if people don't really like to watch the Mets or like baseball, or whatever, people might just go just because they're like, oh, shit, maybe J-Lo will be there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, maybe A-Rod will be there. You know what I'm saying? And I think that'll help, but I'm not I don't want I don't want them to buy the team for that. I want them to buy the team for the right cause, which is leading my team and my franchise to win another championship, bro, before I pass, man. But you know that Avod's very competitive. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Definitely. I mean, he did a lot of grabby shit, but you know, it shows also that he's willing to, you know, do whatever it takes to win. <laughs> hey man, he's done he's done his fair share of grimy stuff. But yo, man, all no, what is it? All fair in love and war. Yeah, all fair in love and war. I mean, he, he karate, and, I, and I agree. Like he karate, yo. he karate chopped Kevin Euclid to smack the ball out of his hand. Oh. Um, he was juicing to try to you know hit as many bombs as he can. Hey man, I mean, he got a ring. Listen, yeah. eventually, eventually, eventually he, ended, he got a ring. Eventually, he ended up getting a ring. And one thing I will admit, they oh, excuse me, not admit. One thing I did like when they had talked about um, Mark McGuire. Yeah. Sammy Sosa make it. Well, should they be in the Hall of Fame? And he's like, "Well, if they get in, you know, of course I want them to get in, because they use they use it. If they get in, it helps my case. Of course, of course. You if, know, if they get in, he gets in, and of course, you I mean that's what he wants eventually. And when he said that, I started laughing. I said, "Yo, it makes sense." But I'm not gonna continue to get myself fouled up. Listen, I think, yeah. you know, to end it on that note, I think the MLB is taking a big dump on itself, and I think it's just disgusting that these that these owners are not willing to dish out the money regardless if the players got to go play. I don't give a shit if they missed and didn't have to play the whole 162 games. They still got to go out there and play 100 games. They still got to go out there and put their bodies on the line to perform, regardless if there's fans in the stadiums or not. 
So pay no, them. I, their, listen, pay them their pay money. Them. And that's another. You're right. That's another thing too. That's making them look bad. Like, wow, you can't even pay these people their money. Like yeah. after everything's going on, you're trying to shed payroll. Like, what does that say about you as an owner? Yep. And yes. I get it. And I always say this: loyalty does not exist anymore oh. when it comes. Oh. To, when it comes to employee, employer, that doesn't nope. exist. Nope. Nope. And I get that. But this would have been a step in the right direction of fixing the image or maybe trying yes. to start a new path doing that. That's what I, that's how I yeah. end it like that. No, you're totally right. And you've been saying that since we've been discussing this issue. And that is that baseball has not been as, as attractive as a sport as it used to be. And by them not taking this opportunity when there's nothing going on except NASCAR and, you know, professional cornholing, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, you know what I mean? You're killing the league. You're killing the league to the point where, you know what, you might get a strike, and when the fans are able to come back to the stadiums, they won't even be able to come back because nobody's going to want to play. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, listen, I don't want to end it on a sad note. Listen, I, ha- I still have hope that J-Lo and, and A-Rod picks up the Mets. I'm all down for it. So to touch up a little bit on that so we can end on a high note, um, it says Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez are now working closely with senior bankers at JP Morgan and Chase to make a new bid to buy the Mets after the initial approach failed to come together earlier this month. Hey, Rod J. Lo, I'm all for it. So yeah, what is their, yeah. what is their, uh, what is their, uh, you know, they mesh their couple name. I think it's, um, a, a, J. Lo. J. Rod. J. Rod. Some shit. J. Yeah. J. Rod. Yeah. J. Rod or, or, or a Lo. No, I think J. Rod. I don't know. I, whatever it is, I think I think <laughs> I think J Rod sounds better. J Rod sounds better. I do want to touch. On, well, I do want to bring up one other thing. Uh, so I know that a lot of people are not like boxing. Boxing is not really a popular sport like it was before. I no. get that. You know, Floyd Mayweather. Although I'm a fan, he he kind of did destroy boxing in, in essence in certain ways, certain aspects of it. So there's, yep. as I say, always state, Tank Davis. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> this guy's gonna show up at your house, man. I'm telling you, he's gonna show up at your house. Yeah, I believe so. Knock on your door, and he's gonna punch you in the nose, bro. You keep on, you keep on, you know, taking lashes at this guy. Somebody's gonna give him win, man. Like, yo, you heard what this guy said, yo? Yo, it's what, yo. I love. No, no, hold on. Let me just say this yeah. before I get off the stage, because you have the stage. First of all, Tank, this is not my opinion. This is my man Jay's opinion. So if you do come knocking at the door, knock on his. That's all you, bro. I'm on. Go ahead. Holler at him. <laughs> Tank Davis. I, I don't think he's a bad fighter. I don't think he's a great fighter either. Tank Davis is going to fight Leo Santa Cruz. I'm telling you now. Is it a Leo, done deal? Is it a done deal? Yeah, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. When is it set for? It's, it was supposed to be set for. It was supposed to happen a month ago, but, mm-hmm. you know, the quarantine and all that. Yep, yep. Santa Cruz is not a taxi cab driver. Mm. He's no bum, straight up. What, 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 what's his numbers? I mean, you got his, you got his numbers. Come on, man, give me some numbers. I know he's, uh, well, you know, I got the numbers off the top. Of my head, but... Talk a little bit. I'm gonna look up the numbers now. He is a good fighter. It's he's a, he throws a lot of punches. Mm. His, his his output is amazing. I don't know if Tank is gonna be able to deal with that type of volume. Now I could be wrong, but if Tank might come in, what I'm thinking Tank's gonna do, he's gonna try to he's gonna try to blow up and wait the night before the fight. So that way he could knock him out and put his weight on. Yeah, because he could put his weight on his shoulders. But Santa Cruz boxes. He knows he's going to hit his body. He's going to slow him down. I think Santa Cruz is going to knock him out. Well, I mean, Santa Cruz is right now, his record is 34-1-1 with 19 knockouts, bro. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that, so, that fight so he, that he lost. So he ain't no slouch, like you said. He ain't no cab driver. 
He ain't no cab driver. That that, <laughs> that knockout that he had, that yeah. excuse me, that loss that he had, his father was fighting cancer. Wow, wow. So he was going so through emotions. He fought and they were saying they told him not to take the fight, but he was his father was like, do it. So he thought his father was gonna die. No excuses. He went in the ring, he lost. He got the rematch, whipped the guy up. And I'm and telling you, and they and they and I said, I said, yo, Tank is is gonna get better be careful with this kid. Because they say that Tank wants to fight Lomo. Tank does not want no Lomachenko fight. I, I guarantee you he don't want that fight. You don't think he wants that? I think no, he, he don't he don't he, want that smoke. He he's hyping it up, but deep down inside he's like, nah. Yo, if he wanted the fight, it would have happened three years ago. Yeah, yeah. He don't yeah. want to fight because he thinks that he's on Mayweather's level. I'd give Mayweather credit. Mayweather, you know, he worked his way up there, so he's able to choose who he wanted to fight at the end. Yeah. He's not well, on that level yet. He, he's not on there. I mean, listen, he's 20. Uh, tw- uh, Tank Davis is 21-0 with 20 knockouts. And uh, he is in the Mayweather pro- promotion. So, you know, that's probably where the cockiness comes from also. But like you said, he still has long ways to go to fit into, you know, Mayweather's shoes. It's, it's, Especially, it's, come yeah. on, especially after that bullshit fight he had with uh, – what the hell is this Cuban dude, man? Uh, oh, Gamboa. Gamboa. Gamboa damn near had a torn ACL. Is like 38 years old. Yeah. And, and you were struggling to knock this dude out. And he was still giving him the oh business God. and so much. Imagine exactly. if he was healthy. Listen. Now, nothing, doing, listen. Santa Cruz. Yeah, nothing against Gamboa. You know what I mean? He, the dude has a heart of a lion. He stayed in there with the torn ACL, and he was in there fighting. At his age, to be battling this young buck who's supposed to be a top fighter, and the top fighter struggling? Come on, man. Stop running your mouth, bro. The problem with Tank Davis is Tank Davis doesn't take the game serious. He balloons up. He doesn't control his eating habits. He's, he's not serious about the game. He's really not. Well, listen, man. He keeps on running his mouth. Listen, you know, uh, Santa Cruz is going to lay his ass out, and that's going to be the end of that. And, and Santa Cruz knows, yo, if I beat up Tank and I knock him out. Oh, hell yeah. More, I'm gonna fight Lomo next. I'm gonna yep. get bigger paydays. Yep, yep, so he's not stupid. Knows who's on the line. That's big for him. That's big for him. And, how, and, old, how old is Santa Cruz right now? How old is Santa Cruz? Oh, I don't know. I, I, he's not that old. He's not past his prime. He's in his prime. He's still in his prime. Are they the same age? Oh no, actually, he's 31. He's 31. Tank he's Davis. Still in his prime. He's 31. Tank Davis is 25. So there's not a big age gap. There's not a big age gap. Like well, with Tank Davis for Gamboa. Yo, he tore his Achilles tendon. They said in the fight. Yeah. Oh, it was his Achilles tendon. My bad. I'm sorry. They, I'm he it. tore it in the fight. And he still was putting the beats on him. Yeah, I kept on saying that. How come I said ACL and you didn't correct me and said it was. No, because I just remembered right now. But I'm telling you, that's Tank, I, I think, I, honestly, I don't know. You heard about Adrian Bruno. I don't know if you heard about Adrian Bruno. I'm about to box you, bro. How are you not supposed to help me out? You used to be my boy, man. My, my, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just a little tired today, right. you know? I know, I know. It's all right. The kid didn't let me sleep last night. But. What is it? What, what about Adrian Broner? I'm tired of Adrian Broner. Adrian Broner. No, I'm, I'm gonna Broner. tell you something. To me, Adrian Broner is—he's like the Earl Manigault of boxing. You remember? You know, it's Earl Manigault. Nope. Uh, Earl Manigault. I'm sorry. Was I don't, the greatest. I don't that much boxing. No, no. Earl Manigault is the greatest basketball player never to play in the NBA. Mm. To never play in the NBA. To never play in the NBA. He could—he was able to pick up the quarter off the backboard, but he became a crackhead, and then he. And then he, he was a heroin addict, and then he changed his life, and then he, he had a tournament. But they, mm. they, I quote, you know, he was the GOAT, but he never mm. really played. I'm, they saying if Earl Manigault would have played the NBA, they will be comparing him. Jordan will be compared to him. That's how good he was. Mm. Yeah. But in saying that, going back to Adrian Bruner, and my comparison to Earl Manigault, to 
Adrian Brewer is the fact that Adrian Brewer never took the game serious. Mm-hmm. So he knew he had the talent. If you look at, excuse me, don't look at the Pacquiao fight because Pacquiao just whipped him up. But when he <laughs> fought Sean Porter, he knocked Sean Porter down in the 12th round when he started taking it serious. But he's just, he never goes to the next level. He never really took it serious. That's why I yeah. felt, that's why I compared the two. He blooms up in weight. It's been notorious that he showed up hungover while training and boxing. No, boxing is not like that. You, did, you have to get your body right. And it's I mean, not a three-month thing. It's all year round. I mean, it's sad because, you know, you can see the potential in Broner, but like you said, his attitude and his cockiness got in the way. And um, I don't see much progress with him, man, unless he gets it together. Yeah, I mean, I mean nobody, nobody's taking him serious anymore. That's the thing, too. Nobody takes him he's, serious. He's not going to fight unless they give him $10 million. And I was like, oh. all righty, then that, well, that's not happening. Well, you know what? I hope he invested some of that money he made earlier in this fight so, you know, help himself out. Yeah, you know, and I, and I always said that. I felt like, yo, Adrian Bruner, is, his talent level is insane. Yeah. But he's just, you know, he never had the right people in his corner. That is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully by next by week, nine. hopefully by next week, we can actually have a date for this uh, Leo Santa Cruz and uh, Tank Davis fight. Yeah, but um, we're gonna wrap that. Tank Davis is gonna take. He's gonna whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. That trick. That's what. That's what that Santa Cruz is gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're gonna wrap this up, man. I think uh, we touched up on as much as we can right now. You know, we'll bring we'll, we'll come back next week with uh, more sports content. You know, what I mean, want to say your, your, your goodbyes, Shay. You want to say your goodbyes? Yeah, you know, um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Hope everybody stays safe. God bless, and you know, hopefully Jay Z's listening and. Please buy the Knicks. <laughs> as, like, my, as, my, uh, my, as my always, my farewell. Listen. Mr. Carter, please, we need you, Mr. Carter. Listen, like you said, it's always good to have wishful thinking. Uh, and hope, you know, from, from your mouth to God's ears. Let's see well, what they happens. Say it, if I'm putting it out in the universe. <laughs> yeah, you put, yeah, exactly. Uh, put it out. Put it out there. Put it out in the universe. Put it out Jay-Z. there. Yes, yes. I like that. Save us. Ended, ended Save it, us. I like that. Ended it on a good note, man. Also, <laughs> listen, also ending it on a good note, just to inform everybody, we appreciate the love. We appreciate the support, man. We're finally on Apple. On so I mean, you can find us on iTunes, the Oyota Podcast. Um, make sure you check us out. Like, comment, follow. Keep on listening, man. We appreciate y'all. We, you know, we love all the support. I know it's not that easy, but you know, it don't take much, you know, to show some love, man. Uh, I think that's it for me, my brother Jay. You know what I mean? We came out, get did our thing, man. I love you, my brother. Listen, we'll be back next week with another episode, you know, bringing the heat like we always do. Y'all already know, y'all been listening to the Oil the Podcast. Love y'all. Holla at y'all. Be safe. Peace. Peace.